Hello, and welcome to your spiritual journey. Right now, your soul is speaking to you. I'm Jenny Israel, and I'm a medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual activator, counselor, and teacher. It is my mission to help you learn the tools you need to heal your life and discover your deeper purpose. In each episode, I will allow spirit to speak through me, and we will explore energy forecasting, teach you how to raise your vibration for overall wellness, increase your emotional intelligence to open up joy in your life, and guide you into spiritual evolution using topics such as energy healing, emotion code, sacred geometry, numerology, tarot, crystals, channeling, and much more. Take a deep inhale, let it out, and listen to your soul speak to you. Take time to start learning about your machinery and your mechanism. And it's like the secrets of the universe are inside your body. If you commit to learning about how your body was designed and how it works, how it searches and seeks balance, how brilliantly designed it is to to work inside of its own structures if we just allow it and this is a consciousness right so this is this is the whole point of learning the mind body connection because the body is a vehicle for conscious purpose which means that at any given moment we are providing it with the food that it needs in order to do that thing, which is thrive, be healthy, and find balance and allow us to have the most productive time that we can have here in the physical realm. And so I'm going to do my very best through these lessons to try to keep it as simple as possible because this is a rabbit hole, right? So you, I really do suggest that you get yourself some resources and learn about your body or take a class. The, the books that I, were my go-to from the beginning, um, there's a really wonderful book called The Big Book of Chakras by Ambika Waters. It's very short and really straightforward, but thorough. If you want to really get into the nerdy version of it, which you know, you guys, I, I mean, the ones who follow me know I am a complete nerd when it comes to this stuff. But this book is like the complete encyclopedia, the subtle body encyclopedia of your energetic anatomy, Candy Dale. Okay. So, or I'm sorry, Cindy Dale. So this is where some of my notes are coming from this book itself. Um, but other things are just a combination of all of the teachings that I've had over, yes, Mary Kay, I know that's why we're kindred spirits. <laughs> um, and so it is, you know, it's a combination of spirit, um, that the information that I have archived in my mind and my own path of self-mastery of trying to understand myself inside of spirit and vice versa that allows all of these pieces to come together into a whole picture. And this is what the path of self-mastery is all about, right? Because the our mind, the intellect, are the way that we learn, we tend to compartmentalize information so we can develop some sort of concept that we can understand. This is why you'll hear the same people, you'll hear people talk about the same stuff, right? It's like you might listen to, let's say you, you have a bunch of different spiritual masters that you like to listen to or teachers and, you know, 
each person could be talking about the exact same thing, but the way that they deliver it is going to be specific to how they've learned it and how they've processed it and how and how the concepts have made sense to them, which is why you're going to understand one person more than another because that's the way your brain is able to conceptualize as well. So this is what, as I'm teaching my students all the time through Seraphim Blueprint, you know, I'm, I'm constantly telling them there is no such thing as competition in the world. It's not, we're not competing for space inside of our truth because of the fact that, you know, there is, it's like music, right? It's like, you're going to tune in to the radio station that you like to hear. And there's a bunch of people that like this radio station. And there's a bunch of people that don't like that and like this radio station. So it's that your voice has a vibration that is going to reach certain people. And so you're not taking from anyone else and no one is taking from you because that's just the way that it's designed. So, you know, inside of this teaching, I'm going to do the best that I can to try to break these concepts down in bite-sized pieces. And then if it really inspires you to go learn more, you can continue listening here, or perhaps there's someone that you really, it like drops in for you and really locks in. And all of these pieces then start to link together into a whole picture. Right, so we're going to be talking about very specific areas in the body and that mind-body connection inside of those areas. However, I do want to emphasize the fact that even though we're in this laser focus in this one area of the body and its connection, it does not stand in isolation of anything else. Everything is always moving together. But like I said, it's like pieces to the puzzle or building a house, right? It's like you need to understand the foundation before you can start building on top of that. So we're actually going to skip foundation because we're starting with feminine, right? And so inside the structure of the body energetically, we have the chakras and we're going to be working inside the, that idea of the energy centers as far as chakras, meridians, that kind of thing. Um, I am in energy medicine. So that is the, the world that I live in as far as how my approach works inside of my, my clients and my teaching. Um, so that's kind of where I live. So that's how you're going to learn from me in particular. Um, we're, we're not talking about the root chakra first, which is the foundation of our body, is the foundation of our existence here on the planet. Um, and it is our connection to our earth star chakra, which connects us to earth. So I think that we should just one more time touch on polarity, right? Before we dig into the sacral chakra, which is what we're gonna talk about first in this mind-body journey of May. And the polarity is how we receive frequency into our bodies in order to have conscious purpose and movement and be able to create in, in our world. And so the natural receiving is down through the crown chakra and up through the feet, right? So we're receiving from heaven and earth at the same time in a perfectly balanced situation. We're actually gathering information from both of those places, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual on all levels. It's happening all at the same time. Our ability to perceive those different levels depends on your level of mastery of self, right? So it's like being able to detach yourself from body to observe from a higher perspective, or then be inside the body to observe how the body is responding to, you know, the, the epigenics kind of situation that you're in, right? So um, we are 
gathering from both of those sides and then we are projecting out through the heart. So the the basis of well God, right? So we think of God as the infinite being. We tend to masculize mas is that a word? <laughs> Give God a masculine position because that's just kind of how we were taught. And it is a natural perspective to have because we often are taught inside the power of God or the will of God. We equate that more to our thought body. Will, you know, meaning I've thought that I want to do something, I'm going to do it. Like the thought dropped in. So that intellectual energy of God is the masculine side of God. This is the seventh chakra, right? As is coming down through and, and connecting to our intellect in that way, that is God as the masculine form. God as the feminine form is coming up from the earth and, and coming up that way, right? So it's like the, the intellectual masculine God impregnates the universal, like emotional side, female side of God. And those two things then bring something forward into the world, right? So, and that's supposed to, and I say supposed to, because we're all still learning how to do this, be projected out through the heart field, right? The heart field is the stronger field of the body. It's the strongest field in the body. You look at the, the field of the brain, the, the mental space, it only goes out from the body about, let's say, two feet, okay? The heart field goes out like a minimum of 12 feet. So when we're manifesting and projecting out through here, it's, it's like we're working with the flow, right? Instead of working against it up here. So this is the natural polarity of the body, receiving down through the crown, receiving up through the feet, projecting out through the heart field. So let's talk about the movement inside, like the, the physical energy fields that we have, like the chakras, and then the meridians that come from there. I'm sure many of you are familiar with at least the word kundalini, even if you haven't studied kundalini. The idea is it's, it comes from the Hindu tradition and, and they describe it as the male, female um, energies in the body and how they flow. And this is depicted through the serpents, right? And we also, you think of the caduceus, you know, that healthcare sim symbol that still exists as a very ancient symbol. Um, but the caduceus shows that the serpents wound around the staff, right? So the staff is the spinal column. Our, our central, like that governing um, nerve and the conception nerve, those, that big central nervous system connection in the body. And then we have the serpents that are winding through like this, one being the masculine, which comes down from the top. Remember I was talking about the, that masculine God energy coming down this way. And then the feminine God energy coming up from the earth. And then the two crossing over through the chakras inside the body and and being able to provide our form with all of the different magnetism that we need in order to function and this is information that's coming in like i said on a physical level on an emotional level on a mental level and on this more spiritual like etheric level so everything is moving together all the time but for our learning purposes, we are going to start to conceptualize and compartmentalize. And so that being said, let's go into the sacral chakra. Now, the sacral chakra is the first feminine chakra in the body. 
It's the second chakra in the body. It's located between the navel and the pubic bone in the body, front to back, okay? We often are only real conscious of the front side of our body. And so when we're in that level of self-mastery, we're really starting to look at ourselves. We also have to study the back because we do tend to push things to the back burner, right? It's like the things that tend to be a little bit more out of our sight line or unconscious can be stored in the structure of the back side of the body. And when you're clearing your field, you need to pay just as much attention to the back side of the body as you are the front side. So when I'm clearing myself, it's front sides back and, you know, kind of back again. Um, I know it's a little hard to get back there sometimes, but doing the best you can, intention is really all, it, it really is the intention to be connected with the backside of the body. So inside of the, the sacral chakra, we have some different things that are connected to that chakra. And we're not going to go into all of the details. And like I said, this is, this is a rabbit hole. I could spend hours just teaching you about the sacral chakra. But we want to try to hone this in so we can start to understand ourselves a little bit better inside of this mind-body connection in the feminine power energy. And specifically, we were really kind of targeting in on our support systems and how those are showing up for us right now. Ultimately, how are you supporting yourself or how are you not willing to support yourself um, because of old limiting beliefs or, you know, these what they, they call like miasms um, inside the body that there's either an overabundance of something or deficiency of something that doesn't allow us to love and serve ourselves in a balanced way. And this can come from all different areas. It can come from nature, meaning these are things that came in with you from your genetics, right? Um, that you're predisposed to an energy because it was in the DNA that built your form. So it doesn't mean that you have a disease or you have a particular emotion that is active for you, but you, you are predisposed to that vibration. So you can activate it in your body based on your level of self-mastery of thought, emotion, and caring for the physical form altogether. So second chakra, it is the brilliant here. I'll show you the picture that's in the book here. So you have a visual, okay? That brilliant color of orange. And I want you to just kind of pay attention there to the, see the crescent moon. This is an important part of the sacral chakra that, you know, I don't think it's focused on enough. The, the symbolism there of that is the the moon itself right so it is aligned with the with the moon which the moon is aligned with feminine energy it's also aligned with the water element it's aligned with emotion um so all of those things are very appropriate for the connection of the feminine through the sacral chakra but we also it is about opening to the seventh chakra up here Right. And so I'm just going to I'm going to read this from the text because there's a lot of um, Hindu uh, information inside of these because the systems were based and developed out of those cultures. So it talks about the presiding goddess of the second chakra, Rakini Shakti, drinks from the nectar of the seventh chakra. 
the ambrosia of the gods. And she then asks the question, are we willing to fill ourselves with the sweetness of life and love? And so if you think about it, right, it's like this is the this only the second chakra in the body as we're like building our system, right? And but yet here inside of one place in the body, we basically have the secrets to our human existence. It is where we become dual beings and unified at the same time because in those first years of our life if we're growing through the root chakra we're establishing ourselves as physical beings our physical presence here on the earth so it's very me 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 right it's me and my relationship with my position here on this earth so it's creating support system it's your security right it's the ground that you stand on so that is the the root chakra but the sacral chakra then now it becomes the ability to perceive self inside of the world around you so now you're actually aware of others you are aware of your individuality inside of a community and we desire that we desire to to feel empowered to be us and have our individual journey but also have a tribe and be validated as that individual inside of something bigger, right? So this is the secret of life. It's understanding that you are a soul having an individual experience in your own journey, but you are also part of the collective. And we get to experience the joy of both things. So this is where the, the, the sacral comes in when we are looking at our healing perspective of where are we unbalanced in that sacral chakra. And we often think of the negative aspect, right? We're not, we're not feeding ourselves enough, but we can also look at the places where we are in an overabundance of something. Neither creates balance, right? We need a neutral position of both things. So inside of the emotion code and body code modality that I use inside of my healing sessions, it addresses this because an overabundance of joy can actually like short circuit the heart system. <laughs> so you don't want an overabundance of joy either. You want a balanced position of joy in your life because that's sustainable and it's not a it's not a shock wave through your system. You know, it's I don't know, some of you may have heard of the concept of a spiritual emergency, right? Like that's an overabundance of spiritual energy coming into the system all at once and too quickly. Um, and so inside of Kundalini practice in particular, when you have an instructor who has studied this um, this life, this life practice, it's about being able to do this in a safe way without endangering your energetic bodies to short circuiting, right? It's like we are kind of a walking machine, a walking computer. We have circuitry, we have electromagnetic fields, we have electricity running through us, we have magnetism running through us, we have all of these systems that we just need to be mindful of. Overloading your circuit board either way is not the best thing for you holistically. So the sacral, duality and unity all together simultaneously in one space inside the body, connected to our divine wisdom, and then given the ability to birth this into the physical realm. It's like I am connecting with the idea 
that I am a divine being in a physical body that was birthed onto this earth to fulfill my desires and co-create in a creative way inside of my physical world to make myself better and the world a better place. And so it's not a coincidence that inside of this particular chakra, we, are, we have all of our sexual organs, we have the lower digestive system here because this is the process of being able to rid ourselves of the things that aren't good, um, that, you know, are, that we need to release, we need to let go of. And then there's the space within where we actually have the seed of life to bring forth things into the world. And this is a projection of self from the perspective of DNA, right? Because if you're actually physically having a child from your own womb, you're a, you are projecting your DNA out into the world, but it's also a projection of thought forms and it's a projection of emotional situations. And so you could see where a lot of our thought forms and the emotional connection to those thought forms really starts here. Now, the sacral chakra opens right around the age of eight. So very vulnerable time in our lives. And depending on our nurture situation and what we're exposed to, then it's, are you validated to be your whole self, love yourself, see your, your worth in this world as a, as a independent creator and an individual, or are you being pushed into an authority structure that says you have less value than me because I am your authority? So you can create when I say you can create, you can believe the things that I believe it's okay for you to believe. So you can start to see how our truth is almost like spoon fed to us from the very beginning. And so this is where we really have to inside this self mastery path. It's about learning how to observe yourself on all of these levels because you'll start to identify thought forms and things that might not be fully yours. They may have come from your genes. They might be something that's coming from the collective field, right? Because we're just as much a part of that as we are an individual. It's about 50-50. So we can't deny our connection with all that are, is around us in any given moment where are we landing in that as far as our truth is concerned. So inside of the mind-body connection for today, I wanted to focus on words and thoughts because I feel like this is something that you can actually like hold in your hand and you can go and practice today after you hear it. Words have so much power. Oh, hi, Michaela. She just popped on. And speaking of, of course, perfect timing, She's a, a studier of language, so couldn't be better timing for her to jump on here. Before there were words, there was symbols, right? And so there's always been a form of language even before we were speaking with our mouths. You know, they say like the more evolved versions of us before we are the we that we are now. It was all telepathic, right? For those of you who tune in to galactic energies, it's telepathic. The way that you communicate with your guides, the ascended masters, with God, it's telepathic, right? So, and for those of you who channel spirit, you know that it can come in kind of in cryptic ways, right? So there's images, symbols, you know, and, and we think of language in that way as well. I mean, some of the earliest forms of language were depicted through images and symbols. 
light language. For those of you who channel light language, it comes through in like glyphs, encoding. For those of you who are connected into the matrix through sacred geometry, you may see more of the the um the numbers right i always think of like the, it's like that curtain of zeros and ones <laughs> that kind of flows down we all perceive in very different ways but it's all language right so the reason why i wanted to talk about this in particular today is because you know you guys know i'm a big proponent of the microcosm macrocosm right and and the things that are showing up in our world are clues as to what we should be paying attention to inside of our own mind and inside of our own lives. So as far as language is concerned, words and communication, we're in an age of, of a newly form, newly visible, let's say that, newly transparent, newly visible age of censorship, right? So this is this has been going on forever. It's just this it's really visible now. Why? Because people are starting to get more vocal. They're starting to take their authority back and try to decide for themselves and create a platform for that expression. Now, as humanity does, we tend to become wrecking balls with this, right? It's like we don't know how to find a middle place until we've completely gone this way and then completely gone this way, right? I know you each have situations in your life where you wanted so badly to express this new position and so you just went in like a wrecking ball, right? It's like a hurricane. We can use hurricane because we're talking about Mother Earth, right? I've been talking about her patterns of how she tries to create balance in such a chaotically extreme world that we live in right now, right? So we see these huge weather systems coming through. And when I did my May forecast, I talked about the earthquakes. I talked about storm systems. I talked about mother nature's way of trying to come in create and release energy from her core. And at the same time, like create a new landscape on the top that matches where we are trying to go. And a lot of this is deep purification. How do we purify? Well, there's water-based purification. You know, we think of it as, you know, baptism, um, you know, for the those who were raised inside the Christian faith, it's the blood of Christ. You know, it's this the water, the purification, right? Tidal waves, hurricanes, that's wind and water, right? Um, fires, pure, you know, it's like trial by fire, right? The purification of fire um, with the phoenix, the new version of, of that, the rebirth, um, through the ash. So, you know, she functions inside of this sometimes, you know, in a destructive way. We do this inside of our own lives. I can't tell, there isn't a single person on here that can't admit to themselves that they've done something at some point and they've burned a bridge. And most likely it involved words and involved some sort of exchange of language. And I guarantee that the intention at the base was about defending yourself, defending your level of truth, trying to establish your power, right? It's inside of these things where we can find our language. We can find the words that are thoughtful, that are loving, and that are compassionate. And inside of this, 
We aren't censoring ourselves, right? We are being thoughtful. We're being mindful about the power of the words that we are choosing at any given moment. Why? Because the law of reciprocity is always in play. When you send words out into the universe, it's going to come back. It's like throwing a rock into a lake. You throw that rock all the way out into the center of the lake, the ripples will eventually hit you. So when you're throwing words out, whether they are verbal or not, it does not matter because thought forms have just as much power as physical words. But the physical words are vibrating, right? Because we, we vibrate when we speak. This is why chanting and mantras work because the body responds to the vibration. So if you are throwing out words of criticism, of judgment, of hate, of hurt, it's like throwing venomous darts out into the world. It's only a matter of time before it comes back and hits your own field. This is when we feel regret, right? Guilt. <laughs> um, so in a time of censoring, which is interesting because it's like everybody's trying to figure out their position in their life and the world and all these things that are flying around now. And we are very visibly seeing that very specific, there's all these bots, right? And these spiders that go out through the internet and, and are, are grabbing words. Like every word that I say is being dictated into some sort of bot. And then they can come and and grab my video and say, well, she said things in there that that's not appropriate for today, so we're gonna shut her down, right? So instead of, instead of placing yourself in a, in a point of fear of, oh, I don't get to say what I want because the, the man is censoring me, well, maybe it just is time to, to go within and be a little bit more thoughtful about the words that are being used. Now, why does this relate to the sacral chakra? Because a lot of the language that we're using unconsciously has been programmed in. It's either, have you ever had a moment where something's come out of your mouth? For those of you who are mothers, you probably have had this moment. I know that I have. In one way or another, something comes out and you're like, oh my God, I just sounded like my mother. Oh my God, I just sounded like my, oh my God, my grandmother used to say that all the time. It's like, it's in there. The script is programmed in and whether or not it actually has touched your ears or not, these are the things that vibrate down through our, our DNA, right? Or out through the mainstream, like we don't even realize that we've picked up language until it pops out of our mouth. I'm, I'm at the point now with my own kids where they're starting to bring their own slang in and I'm like, what, what, wait, what did you just say? And now all of a sudden it's in my brain. And it's become part of my vocabulary without it even, me even realizing that it had happened, right? So these are things that we can start to really become aware of. It's like, you know, looking at the flip side of censorship, right? What would be another word we could use of censoring self? Well, I think it's just choosing to be more mindful about the words we are selecting because words have power. What is it really that we are trying to communicate to another person? And what is our intention for wanting to communicate that thing? Okay, so one word that we can really pay attention to is the word should. 
I want you to start taking inventory of how we use the word should. How you are using the word should. Inside of my coaching school, they want, it was this quote that was used all the time or this phrase that was used all the time. Stop shoulding all over yourself. Why do you feel you should do that? The word should is your giant Easter egg being dropped right in front of you to, to give you a moment to look at your belief systems. Because there's a belief behind every should. Whether you're telling someone else they should do something or whether you're telling yourself, oh, I, you know, I'm really tired, but I really should get up and get the laundry done. Well, why? Why is that other, why should that other person eat that food? Why should that other person say this or do that? Well, because you believe that it's the right thing for them. Did you hear what I just said? You believe that it, you, it's the right thing for them. Have you taken into consideration what they might want or what they might need? The word should. This will show you deeply inside of your sacral chakra the position that you currently carry with yourself. How you feel about yourself as an individual inside of the collective. Where your worth is, where your self-care is, where your values are. All of these things are located down in the sacral chakra. Our ability to create and manifest around us and how our body then digests that has so much to do with what's going on inside of our sacral chakra. If you have someone come and say to you, well, you really shouldn't be doing that. Well, why? Because they think that you shouldn't be doing it. Oh, and you question yourself. Well, was my desire wrong? You know, my, my internal compass like said, I really feel like I should be doing this thing. And then you have someone come in and say, well, you shouldn't do that. Hmm, that's very confusing. It's not validating. And in a lot of cases, if there's emotion attached to this, it's very disenfranchising because the person's not considering your position inside of your own life and what might be good for you versus what was good for them. So inside of that, we start to question ourselves. We start to not trust our own emotions. We start to not trust our own thoughts. And now we're constantly looking outside of ourselves for something to tell us we're right. This breaks the connection with God. Remember what I said at the beginning, the sacral chakra, second chakra opens to receive from the lotus of the seventh chakra. When we shut this down, now this is closed and we don't trust this anymore. Because this is naturally flowing down in and then the sacral chakra, I'm going to create from this joy, my desires, my creativity, my sexuality, my all of those things. And then someone comes along and tells you that this information is not correct. And now suddenly you've shifted your authority away from here and now you're waiting for somebody to tell you what you should be doing. Is that fulfilling? Are you making your own choices inside of that? There's nothing wrong with going out and gathering information 
looking at different methods of expression. But at the end of the day, you have to decide what is right for you inside of your functionality of a divine being walking on a physical plane with the, the strict purpose of being here in love and being able to fulfill your desires and project your co-creative field out into the world from a heart-centered place that brings you balance. No one else can give that to you. So how does our body express this? There is no um, one size fits all to this because each of us are very complex beings and all the things that I've just talked about, each of us have different backgrounds, each of us have walked a different path, each of us have gathered different experiences, each of us is an individual inside of the collective experience. And so the, the matrix of our energy is specific to us, right? So how these vibrations are digested, compartmentalized, and processed by your body is going to be unique to you. However, I will give you some generalized things that I see very frequently, and it is pretty much spot on to the location of the chakra itself, okay? Also taking into consideration that that chakra is linked to the seventh chakra, okay? So it depends on what, how you express as well, whether you're an introvert versus an extrovert, you know, all of those things are gonna come into play. But think about where the sacral chakra sits inside the body, between the navel and the, the pubic bone there. Front to back, what's going on in there? There's a lot going on in there. Let's see, I have my list here right in front of me, so I'm just gonna go ahead and use it, because why not? Okay, I don't have my glasses on though. <laughs> okay. So sacral chakra, your predominant sense connected to your chakra, your sacral chakra is taste, obviously the tongue, right? So here we're talking about language again. We are, this chakra is directly connected to the tongue. Without the tongue, we cannot form words, right? We cannot use language in a verbal way, and we can't even express through the throat chakra effectively without the tongue. Interesting. I just, it was like this thing that just dropped in. I was thinking, oh, wow, because the virus actually takes our sense of smell and taste away. That's our foundation, root chakra and sacral chakra. Oh, that's a different video, isn't it? <laughs> okay. So anyway, back to what I was saying. Related organs, sexual organs, bladder, prostate, womb, sacral nerve plexus. That's the actual nerve ganglia. Um, that's attached to the central nervous system that's connected to that particular chakra. There's a nerve ganglia that is present for every single chakra in the body. Kidneys. Kidneys is one of the most important organs in Eastern medicine because it is where the yin life flow comes from, right? And it is connected to the, the movement of life force through our body, which is very much connected to the blood and the fluids, which also connect to the sacral chakra. It's the water, it's the fluids of life, the, the ambrosia, the nectar, that kind of thing, right? So 
where all, you know, even though the kidneys are like basically situated in between solar plexus and sacral, the, the flow of that energy is much more plugged in to the life force center of the body, which is the sacral, because this is where we are born from and this is where we create from, right? We came from there and everything we bring into the world comes from there. So it is the projection of our life force. So that leads me to some of the things that I see going on. Um, there's a lot of bladder issues, lower belly pressure, um, the inability to let go of fluids, to let go of waste, right? So the, the lower digestion as well. Um, this, this idea of being able to let go of the things that don't serve us, let go of our past, let go of old thoughts, let go of old emotions. We have, for whatever reason, have been taught to hold on to those things. Even our material possessions were like that. I mean, hoarding is a very real mental situation. So it's like we're hoarding our memories, we're hoarding our experiences, we're hoarding our emotions, even the ones that hurt us over and over again. Because we've built an identity around those things and we're afraid that if we let them go, that all of those pieces of ourself will disappear forever. And this simply is just not true. The, the level of consciousness that you've come to, you'll never lose it. Yes, we can traverse back and forth, right? It's like three steps back, 10 steps forward, five steps back, two steps forward. That's just how life is. And because it's a classroom and we're constantly being tested and practicing and trying new things and then succeeding and leveling up and then, you know, dipping back. So it, this is just, you know, this is where life is un, not linear, right? Is because we're, we're constantly time traveling back and forth to these different places in our lives and even past lives and points on our ancestral bloodline. Um, and it's because all time is now in the ethers, right? We're, we're human beings and we've created this system of time that's very linear, but on an energetic level, there is no time. So we're, we're constantly touching into these things and our inability to process and let go gets backed up in our actual physical symptoms. So we see kidney issues, um, we see uh, crystallization inside the kidneys, right? So kidney stones, kidney pain, um, the inability to process fluids. So that's actually a partnership of the pituitary gland and the, the kidneys bladder. Um, pituitary is very linked in to releasing the hormones and chemicals that tell the body how to manage fluids and whether or not you actually are releasing them or whether your body's holding fluid. Um, so this is something that I see water retention, weight gain, it's almost like your my girlfriend and I, Amy, call it memory foam. It's like you just have like this squishy thing that's on the outside. It's like no matter what you do, you can't get rid of it. And and that's like, that's the fluid processing, right? And I mean, anytime you've ever probably done a detox or a weight loss plan or anything like that, what's the first five pounds to come off? Waste and fluid. <laughs> and then if you're lucky, you'll get to the fat stores. But this is the processing, right? And allowing ourselves to move inside our duality, move from masculine, move to feminine, be able to express ourselves in creative and sexual ways. Um, you know, this is all very much about being uh, uh, an individual. And when we're told we can't, because we should look like something else, we hold back. And when we hold, we store this stuff in the body. 
And so it's pressure on the organs that are trying to filter this stuff out. So pressure on the kidneys, then pressure on the bladder, right? So you can often see inflammation in the bladder. You might bladder infections, um, holding bacteria, you know, things like that. The direct um, support system, right, is a reflection of the development of your sacral chakra. So let's say that you had less support on the masculine side, then you, and then your personality plays a big part in this, right? So if you're less supported on the masculine side and you happen to be a yang individual, then you're gonna put a lot more emphasis onto that right side of the body. It's actually gonna be overdeveloped and then the left side is gonna become weaker. So both sides are susceptible to injury because you're over-functioning on one side, you're under-functioning on the other side. So it's a matter of time of whether you're locking in and you've got tension and inflammation on one side versus the other side that's weaker being underdeveloped and more prone to injury. You will start to see it inside the pelvis. Your body could be completely out of alignment. In your pelvis you would know that if you went to a chiropractor they're going to show you if you're tilted if you're out of balance um inside the i mean think of the the psoas you know like yoga takes care of a lot of that um consciousness they call it the emotional junk drawer it's in the same location so these and then the the actual sexual organs themselves we see um the denial of of ourselves inside of imbalanced or non-functioning sexual organs. It's like we suppress our own femininity um, or our ability to be creators. We suppress it. We have hormone issues and imbalances. We have menstrual issues and imbalances. Um, for men, it's it's the, the, same, the same kinds of things, but it shows up more in the prostate gland. Um, so it is, it's still the processing of this this power and it getting choked choked out. So you will also see kind of this um, segmented body thing happen where it's like the lower part of the body um, is breaking down because you're denying it. You're not going there, you're not looking at it, you're not um, spending enough time down in this area looking at your stuff, right? A lot of the shadow work, inner child work, now you can know, now you know why the inner child work is down there because that's opening and lighting up around the age of eight. So when we're working on inner child, that's where we're going. When we're doing our shadow work, that's where we're going. The, the planet that's aligned with the sacral chakra is Pluto. Pluto is the, the planet, it's the Lord of destruction, right? So we talked about Mother Earth being, can sometimes be very destructive, but it's to clear the playing field to start something new. So you can also look at Pluto as death and rebirth, right? So what did I say about this chakra? It is our unity and duality expressed all in the same place in the body. The secrets of our being are inside this place. And honoring this feminine energy allows us to be balanced because we have the masculine intellect, we have the feminine emotionality and sense of community and creativity and birth. Those two things together create this indestructible heart field of manifestation and co-creation and love. Because we're loving ourselves enough to trust 
this spiritual intellectual energy that's coming in and then creating from there with confidence and love and self-worth and self-deservedness um and by bringing forth heart-based desires we're also changing the world in a better place it's like creating this garden that everybody gets to eat from right so i know there's a lot of information just inside of this one video um Hopefully you're able to take little nuggets and, and start practicing this. But honoring this, the feminine power of the sacral is going to allow us to really understand our own internal language, how we're choosing our thoughts and our words, how we're creating with that, how we are self-identifying our position in the world and our own authority system inside of that and then around the, the censorship right it's my thoughts and my words have so much power inside of my own health even because every time you use a word that is out of balance for your sacral chakra it vibrates down into your cells and it's like giving your cells instructions to not be fully functional so the body is, remember what I said, the body is just a machine. It's just the mechanism of conscious purpose. Your thoughts and your words and the vibrations you send out and are coming back are the signals that your body is taking inside of its functionality. We're running on frequency, electricity, magnetism, electromagnetism. They, these are all things that are measured on scientific equipment and when you go into the hospital. So... If you have another radio signal coming at you all the time, your body's gonna do the best that it can to try to find balance, which potentially means it might be lowering its frequency in order to find homeostasis inside of the biggest thing that you're exposing yourself to. Let's talk about that one last thing before I sign off for this particular lesson. A lot of people on the spiritual path who have learned meditation, learning, you know, all of these different things, a lot of you are working with some form of sacred geometry, whether you realize it or not. Even if you've only been taught to project yourself into a sphere, that's still sacred geometry, right? And, and all the sacred geometry has a uh, different vibration. There is sacred geometry that is assigned to each of the chakras. I can tell you actually... Is it in here? It's not on the list. Unless I'm just not seeing it. And I also don't have my, my glasses on. But <laughs> anyway, there is specific, maybe it's the, um, maybe it's the, the triangle. Um, no. Okay, anyway, moving on. You're, you're probably working with some sort of sacred geometry inside of your practice. So the higher um, the vibration of the sacred geometry you use, the more it will encapsulate different things inside of your functions, right? So for example, if you're working specifically inside the sacral chakra, then you'd be looking for the vibration or frequency of that shape, right? Because you want more of that into the body. But if you're looking at this on a broad range, a lot of people will choose, I mean, in my work, it's between a Merkaba or a octahedron is also a popular choice because it's kind of that form of foundation of heaven and earth together and you're in the center of it. 
But the idea is that you, you actually visualize yourself inside of the shape because it becomes your vehicle that you're moving around in. For those of you who track orbs and things inside of your photographs, an orb is simply a Merkaba spun so fast that you can't see its edges and points anymore, right? So now it just becomes a sphere. The idea of this is that you create some sort of form around you that you can use to your advantage because all other frequencies are inside of this sacred geometry. And you can use it for healing, you can use it for protection, you can use it for meditation, for time travel, for astral travel, for you know all of these different things that you do um, inside of your practice. However, if you are not looking closely at the projection of your own thoughts and specifically your fear vibrations, it's almost like putting yourself inside of an echo chamber. So your intention is, well, I'm going to put myself inside the sacred geometry because I need to protect myself from the outside world. Well, what are you doing to protect yourself from your own stuff and your own thoughts? So now you've locked yourself inside your little spaceship and you're still projecting this stuff and now it's like vibrating right against your body and it's amplified, right? Because that's a, the Merkaba is an amplifier, and so we need to be very mindful about what we're putting out into our own bubble. What are you echoing back at yourself all the time? Because especially if you're very devout about protecting yourself, if you're an empathic person and you've created this shield around you, well, what's the air like inside your bubble? This is also a sacral function. Really understanding where your feelings are embedded, what is the nature of them, where are they coming from. Remember the video that I did called, Is Your Truth Providing You Safety? Go back and listen to that again. Because even in the name of light, in, thoughts can still be based in fear. And so we really need to take a real hard look at that. Um, this is what humanity is being tested with right now. We're literally in the relationship of love over fear. And it's, we've always talked about it, right? For years and years and years. And I think in some ways it's become quite vapid. It's like just something you hear or you would say, all you need is love, you know? But no, we're literally living in that right now. We're trying to figure out how to bring that into our own lives, inside of our thoughts, inside of our words, how we're loving ourselves, how we're loving other people and building new basis of truth, desires, fulfillment, self-expression, self-love, self-worth, all of those things based in love and not fear. And so are you shooting on yourself because you are afraid that you are going to be persecuted, abandoned? These are very real things to look at. We're human beings. Fear is a natural part of the human experience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Soul Speak. I'm Jenny Israel, medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual activator, counselor, and teacher. You can learn more by following me on Facebook or Instagram at Jenny Israel CPC. That's Jenny Israel and then the letter CPC. If you would like to receive more messages from Spirit directly to your mailbox, visit JennyIsrael.com, scroll down to the bottom, and subscribe to my newsletter. 
You can also contact me through my website or social media to set up a one-on-one session or to check out my upcoming spiritual development classes. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please help support my show by giving it a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Spirit and I will speak to you again soon. Blessings and light to all.